What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. And today, I'm coming to you with a very important episode. I started some controversy. I did. I know it's nothing new. I had the internet keyboard warriors coming out of the woodworks attacking me on Instagram. I was fighting them off. Most of the time, I just let it go. But sometimes I get bored and I just want to strike up a conversation because it's entertaining. Anyway, I said the horrific thing about optimal body composition and how it's achieved. And I made the critical mistake of saying that group classes like Orange Theory or F45 or whatever group fitness classes you're doing are not ideal for optimal body composition. Yes, I said it. I can't believe that I said it. And I also said that MLM nutrition companies like Optavia are not ideal for optimal body composition. Yes, I said it. And then all of the MLM people came out of the woodworks and they're like, not my MLM. Or the Optavia coaches were like, no, it's, it's an amazing program, right? Because we like to starve people on 800 calories. I don't know if you've ever seen their snack list. It's a depressing thing. If you're like ever in a really good mood and you want to put yourself in a really depressed mood, I don't know why you would want to do that, but let's just say you're like, you know what? I'm feeling really good today. I would love to balance things out and feel really negative. Go look at the Optavia snack list and you will cry yourself to sleep. It's like, you can have three celery sticks or a half a cucumber or a pickle or one piece of sugar-free gum or sugar-free jello. And then here's the best part. They're like, you can have a few nuts, but be careful because these are high in calories. So it's very easy to overconsume. Like make sure that it's only two nuts. Anything more than that, you're going to gain a bunch of fat. It's, ap- it's absolutely absurd. Um, anyway, I'm going to talk about why I said what I said. I'm going to have to explain myself because what we say matters and language is important. So I'm going to cover that in this episode. If you enjoy it, or if you want to just talk shit and go back and forth, feel free. I'm here for all of it. You can hit me up on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Um, But if you actually are on the team Mike side of things, then leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, please, so we can help this show grow. And if I'm just here for your entertainment purposes, I would love to know. Just uh, shout me out on Instagram. Take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories. Don't forget to tag me so I know who's listening. All right. So let's first understand the, the concept of, of what I'm talking about. Optimal body composition. So already I'm leaving this open to interpretation intentionally because I think that it's important that we absorb information and then filter it through our own lens. But some people have a hard time doing that because we're inherently biased. So of course, when I mention like group classes, the people that get offended are the ones that do group classes. When I mention MLMs, the people that get offended are the ones that do MLMs. That's just our natural biases. There's nothing wrong with that, but it is important to have awareness. So I already left the door open to interpretation intentionally when I say optimal body composition, because what is optimal? That could look different for everybody. So immediately I'm creating a little bit of controversy because one person can say optimal body composition is a lot of muscle and very little body fat. And another person can say optimal body composition allows me to perform. I don't care if I have abs. I don't care if I'm lean. 
I want a body that can perform well for my sport. Another person might say optimal body composition is lifestyle lean, where I've got a little, a little fluff or whatever, but I don't need to be shredded, right? Like, so we're, it's open to interpretation. Now, my definition is a lean physique with muscular, like I like muscle. So a lean muscular physique uh, with not too low body fat percentage, because I don't think that that's sustainable or necessarily healthy. Um, but, you know, the, the body composition where you're like, okay, that person's fit. I know they work out, they've got muscle, they're lean, not necessarily shredded, but just a good looking aesthetic. Okay. So that's my interpretation. So it's important that we are on the same page here. Now to achieve that, I will stand by my statement and say, doing like cardio, doing group classes is not optimal. This is another key word here. It's not optimal. It's not ideal. Okay. Because if we're talking about the body composition that I just mentioned, then optimal would be doing something like strength training, lifting weights, resistance training. Right. And I mentioned a whole bunch of other things, but I really wanted to focus on the group classes side of things and the MLM side of things. And um, also talking about the importance of language, because that's, that's a whole nother thing. But when I say optimal, I'm talking about building muscle, losing body fat. Cardio is very inefficient at accomplishing that. Now, cardio has a, a whole host of wonderful health benefits. So this is not me talking shit on cardio. This is simply me saying that cardio is not the optimal form of exercise to achieve the aesthetic if that aesthetic for you is more muscle and less body fat. Cardio makes you more efficient with calories, meaning it's a very manual process. You're burning calories while you're doing cardio, but you don't have very much benefit in terms of body composition after the fact. So if I'm eating a really quality diet and I've got my nutrition on point and I'm only doing cardio, I might lose some body fat, but I'm damn sure going to lose some muscle. And that's oftentimes how people develop the skinny fat look where they're doing a bunch. And this was my problem too. I did this. I learned the hard way, did a whole bunch of cardio, ate very little calories. And I ended up hating my body because I was skinny fat. There was no muscle. I looked like a boy. It was not very pretty. And then I realized and learned that strength training was actually the missing piece. And that was how I improved my body composition. Body composition. Now, it's important that we distinguish. So group classes, things like Orange Theory, F45, the reason why they're not ideal to optimize body composition is because you're not really getting the stimulus that you need to break down muscle tissue and build stronger muscles and bigger muscles. Um, you're just not with the high pace and the high intensity. Again, there are health benefits and there are other benefits as well, like being in a community of people who are working out. and all, But this is where I'm going to make the distinction. Because optimal and doable are very different things. I will take doable over optimal any day of the week. So that's important because if somebody comes to me and they're like, hey, I'm doing Orange Theory and I absolutely love my OTF workouts, like all day, let's go, I'm consistent, I show up, you know, I don't even remember what the things are, but like, you know, you're in the zone, whatever zones there are and you hit these paces and <laughs> you get your points and your, your splat points and all this shit. Great, more power to you. If that's doable, then keep doing it. My, my whole point is that it's not optimal. And that's, I think it's important to understand the distinction there. Uh, similarly, when I talk about MLMs, let's just get this out of the way. 
there will never be an MLM nutrition company that is ideal for body composition. And I can tell you right now, Optavia is fucking criminal. It's criminal. They should actually be thrown away, locked up. It's criminal. Forcing people to eat 800 calories or less and not exercise and convince them that this is the path by, while you're, you're making them buy processed shit and bars and shakes and whatever, and then telling them that their snacks are fucking cucumbers and celery and a couple peanuts, but not too many, probably not peanuts. It probably has to be almonds or cashews or some shit like that, because God forbid we have a fucking peanut in the house. They probably tell you to just like put it under your pillow and pretend that you're eating it. And hopefully you have dreams about pizza or something. It's criminal. So let's just get that out of the way. And then everybody wants to come out of the woodworks like, well, isogenics is really good. No, it's, it's not. I, I could just tell you, like, let's, let's take this off the board right now. There will never be, I shouldn't say never, crazier things have happened. As it stands right now, there has never been an MLM nutrition company that is optimal for achieving the desired look that you want and sustaining it. Okay. They're not sustainable. And they just sell you their stupid products that are filled with crap and processed foods and whatever. It's, it's an expensive way of losing weight and gaining it back. So if that's your goal, if you want to spend a bunch of money, lose weight and gain it all back plus interest, then have at it. OptiV is probably for you. Uh, if you want sustainability, Again, optimal would be something like strength training, resistance training, lift some weights, lift some heavy shit, proper recovery, stress management, proper sleep, proper nutrition, get out for some walks. Um, but here's the thing. We always have to go back to optimal and doable, right? Like think about eating veggies. We want to get in enough micronutrients. We want to get in enough fiber. We want to get in enough greens in our day. So optimal is eating a bunch of different veggies, different colors, making sure that you have enough fiber, all that stuff is optimal. But if it's not doable, well, okay, so maybe we fill in the gap. Maybe we fill in the gap with something like Organifi Greens drink, right? That would not be, I wouldn't say that that's optimal, but if it's doable and it helps you stay consistent, that's amazing. Just like something like um, Orange Theory or Peloton classes might not be optimal, but if you can stay consistent with them, then that's great. You're moving your body. You're having fun. That's all that matters. So if you're not getting in all of your veggies, if you're not getting in all of your greens from real food, then use something like Organifi Greens Juice. Like That's an easy way to go from optimal to doable. And because you're consistent and you're building this habit in place, you're covering your basis. Now you're supporting a quality habit in your life. And you should already know this by now, but we have an amazing deal with Organifi. You can get 20% off their entire line of products at Organifi.com slash PopFam. Use code PopFam at the, at the checkout, uh, whatever, like coupon code thing, P-O-P-F-A-M. Um, Organifi is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com slash PopFam. Get their greens drink. Like that's an easy way to go from optimal to doable and be consistent, right? With your wind down routine, get their gold drink. Or gold juice. I'm sorry. I keep saying green drink or green. It's green juice and it's gold juice. Get their greens, get their gold for your wind down routine. I have it every single night. Is it optimal? Probably not, but it's doable and it helps me stay consistent. It helps me manage stress and it helps me get to bed on time. So that's absolutely more important. Language 
matters. The way that we say things and the, the words that we choose, it matters. We have to make sure that we're all speaking the same language. If you ever like read a really good writer, and I'm excluding myself from the conversation because I am not a very good writer, despite getting some comments from different people thinking that I am, I can assure you that I am not a very good writer because what a really good writer does is they start by explaining the words that they're using. Like, and sometimes it might feel a little bit strange, but a good writer will be like, you know, something, something. And, you know, about, um, you know, let's just pick a topic. You know, I'm going to talk to you about intermittent fasting. And when I say intermittent fasting, I mean, blah, 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 blah. And they'll, they'll fill in the definition. So, because they know that some people are going to interpret things differently. And so a really good writer will always define the language that they're using. They don't just assume that it's common knowledge. They don't just leave it open to interpretation. Sometimes I leave shit open to interpretation on purpose because I like to see how people are absorbing it and applying it to themselves. That's intentional. But I don't often do that in my writing because like I said, I'm not a very good writer, but the words that we use actually matter. So doable is something that you can stay consistent with for whatever reason, because you enjoy it, because it holds you accountable. Doable is better than optimal if you can't stay consistent with optimal, right? So optimal would be like, I'm, I'm doing my strength training. I'm getting in all my nutrition from whole foods and all of my micronutrients and fiber and enough protein and all these things. But if I can't stay consistent with optimal, it's okay to switch to doable. It's okay to use something like Organifi greens juice. It's okay to use something like a whey protein powder, a vegan protein powder, whatever you need to hit your protein goals. It's okay to fill in the gaps with something that's doable instead of always striving for optimal. So one other thing on, on language here. So um, because I feel like we have to define this, just, just to quickly recap, um, I stand by what I said. No MLM nutrition company is going to be ideal for body composition improvements and group training, cardio, you know, high intensity classes, Orange Theory, F45, Peloton, all that stuff. It's great if you enjoy it and you can stay consistent because you're moving your body and you're having fun. Amazing. And you're showing up. That's all that matters. But the fact remains, it is not optimal for achieving the body composition that I spoke about with more muscle, less body fat, leaner physique. Um, even for those of you that say you want to tone, again, toning is the product of losing body fat and or building muscle. So you can tone by just getting leaner, losing body fat. You can tone by building more muscle and losing body fat. That would not be optimal if you chose the path of like group classes, high intensity classes, things like that. So let's put that to bed right now. Um, the last thing that I want to say on language, the words that we use to, to um, speak to ourselves is really important as well, because a lot of times the way that we communicate with ourselves boxes us in and abdicates responsibility. Like we make ourselves the victim based off of the words that we choose. And sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's, it's, it's not obvious. So one example might be an individual that says, uh, well, I can't eat carbs because carbs make me fat. I've heard that more times than I can count. Well, I just can't eat carbs because carbs make me fat or insert any food. I can't eat cookies because cookies make me fat. I can't eat donuts because donuts make me fat. I can't eat pizza, right? You get the point. Th those words are really important because you are effectively saying that 
the carbs or the cookies or the pizza or whatever food you're talking about is the only driver. Like your behavior means nothing. Cookies make me fat. That means that the cookies are sending themselves to your house, placing themselves on your cabinet, in your cabinet, unpackaging themselves and jumping into your mouth. And then irrespective of all the other habits and things that you do, the cookies are just like, nope, we're making you fat. I don't care if you're working out. I don't care if you're walking. I don't care if you're eating well across the board other than these cookies. Like, do you understand that language matters? Oh, carbs make me fat. That means that nothing else matters. If you eat a carb, you're getting fat, regardless of how many calories you're eating, regardless of all of your other behaviors. And you're also saying like, I have no control. I'm a victim. Effectively, that's what you're saying. When we use language like that, we're, we're making ourselves the victim instead of taking responsibility and ownership and saying, my decisions and my behaviors and my actions make me fat or not, right? Another one is, oh, we, we learn from our mistakes, right? Like this blanket statement, we learn from our mistakes. Do you? Because it's not just some like sit back and passively learn like you're a spectator to the whole thing. You have to actively engage in the process of learning and doing better the next time. It's an active process. It's not just like, oh, I fucked up. Well, we learned from our mistakes. And then you just sit back and let things happen. No, because once again, you're putting yourself in a position of not having to do anything and just saying it. So it must be true. I've made the same mistake multiple times. Because I didn't learn from my mistakes because it was a passive thing for me. I was like, well, learn from my mistakes, but then I didn't do anything about it. You have to actively engage in the process of learning from your mistakes. So yes, our mistakes can inform information and data, which can then be a catalyst to change and overcome and learn from those mistakes, right? Like there's, there's an active engaging process that has to happen. Otherwise, you're going to make the same mistakes again if you just brush it off as a passive thing. Um, I don't even know why I'm on this tangent about language, but it's so important. The way that we communicate with ourselves is so important. And my challenge to you is just to catch yourself either labeling things as definitive, right? Like I am inconsistent. No, you are acting inconsistently, right? Catch yourself with a label, catch yourself putting things in a box like carbs make me fat, which allows no room for growth. You're just saying that as if nothing else matters. You're the victim in that scenario. So my challenge to you is just to be aware, just to try to catch yourself when you communicate something in a way that closes you down instead of opens you up, just catch it and then reword it and say it again to yourself. And I think you'll find that there's a really positive effect from that. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. Short and quick. Hopefully this was helpful. If it was, I would love to hear about it. And I will talk to you guys very soon.